I sat down with an OnlyFans model and had an opportunity to talk about Jesus. This past week, I went on my friend Adam Sauce's YouTube channel for Valuetainment Money and had an opportunity to speak to Ali Ray, a nurse turned OnlyFans model, and surprisingly, a wife and a mom of three. So when I was asked the question if an OnlyFans model is wifey material, you know I had to keep it a buck. In this video, you're gonna see some of the tension in our conversation and some thoughts I have about how we can better share our faith with people we may disagree. Bruce Lawn. Guys, first I gotta thank everybody that's been watching this channel, everybody that's been rocking with us. Because of folks like you supporting, subscribing, liking, getting the videos to spread, I get incredible opportunities to go on platforms like Valuetainment and have interesting conversations. And I have a question for all you guys that I'm going to save towards the end because I think what I'm going to exhibit in this video can create tension, believe it or not, for Christians and conflict that's unnecessary. Second, I have to be very clear that Ali was extremely gracious, super fun, uh, interesting to speak to. And I think defies a lot of the stereotypes that we associate with people that work in this field. So I want to also preface that she was super cool. Um, the conversation was really fun. I encourage you guys to watch the full thing. It's rather long. It's over two hours long. And of course, Rebecca Barrett was also a part of the conversation. She had some really cool stuff to say. And all of this is on Valuetainment's money channel. So I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to come back. And I got a question for all of you guys that I think overlaps and touches multiple areas for us as Christians. Let's jump right in. Ruslan, let me ask you, is there a difference between being a porn star, a stripper, an OnlyFans girl? Like in the eyes of the Lord... I, th I saw some stat that 50% of Christians watch porn, something like that, some crazy stat. I can pull it up. Yeah. But I think part of the problem I have with, like, Christianity or even the, like, uh, televangelists is, like, the judgment. I feel like it's very judgy. Yeah. That's just me. Mm -hmm. But she's a freaking nurse. She saves lives. Good mom. Good, good, you know, good wife. She happens to have some camera with her husband. <laughs> and makes a lot of money. Um, give me the good, bad, and ugly of what you're hearing. Because it's yeah. not all good, it's not all bad, and it's not all ugly. Obviously, there's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, I think if we're talking in the eyes of what, the, the, again, the standard is, according to the scriptures, I think there's a standard there in terms of what is the human body designed for. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we usually revert to one of three things, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. So that tends to be the things that sell the easiest. Say those right? three things again. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. So the okay. lust of the eyes is sex. Lust of the flesh is I want to feel good, dopamine, you know, food, drugs, and pride of life. I want to feel like I'm the man, right? Mm -hmm. So so th those types of when it, whatever content that's, that reinforces one of those three things is usually going to be the stuff that pops off. And so I love... First Corinthians chapter five. And if you guys have ever read the book of first Corinthians, it's, it's one of the earliest books written in the new Testament. Paul's writing this church in Corinth. And this is about a decade after Jesus resurrects and he's writing this church. So churches are growing all over and there's this church and Paul's writing them. And he's like, like chapter one, you guys are doing great. Like keep going. <laughs> chapter two is like, yeah, you know, I'm glad I didn't baptize any of you. Cause some of you guys are kind of weird. Chapter three, <laughs> man, you guys are pretty carnal and acting pretty fleshly. Chapter five, Boom, Jerry Springer bombshell. There's a, you guys are doing something that not even the pagans do. Yeah. A dude in the church has his father's wife and you're okay with it and you're celebrating it. Okay, so anyone that's like, America's going to hell, 
Chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians. That's the homework, right? Gnarly stuff. So this dude is either smashing his stepmom or smashing his bio mom. And the church in Corinth knows about it. And not only do they know about it, he must have been of some stature or celebrity. They were okay with it. They were He was still celebrated. And Paul goes on to tell him, and he says, listen, I told you in my previous book not to associate with people that were sexually immoral. I wasn't talking about people who aren't Christians. I wasn't talking about people in the world. I was talking about people in the church, mm-hmm. right? Expel the wicked from among you. Mm-hmm. Hand them over to Satan so that God would deal, you know, so, so that hopefully he comes back. He says, the world, God's going to deal with the world. You don't worry about judging the world. You judge those inside mm-hmm. the church. The issue with Christianity, and I'm not sure if you how much you would agree with this, is we've done the opposite. Yeah, mm-hmm. We've held the non-Christians mm-hmm. to the standards of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And then when pastors, yes. when leaders, mm-hmm. when people in the church misbehave, abuse, Act immorally, cheat, lie, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, so want to be celebrities for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then we look the other way mm-hmm. and we don't judge them. So we, ha- we have it backwards on, on, in a lot of ways. And so the standard is the standard. However, if someone's not wanting to live that standard, if somebody's not a follower of Jesus, what business is it of mine to judge them? Now, if they ask me, I'm going to proclaim the gospel. I'm going to tell them, hey, man, like God created us to be image bearers of God. That is good news. Sin enters the picture. We screw it up. It doesn't take a, a, a rocket scientist to look out in the world and say, there's some evil stuff. I got some some issues with me. And according to Jesus's standard, you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. You hate your brother, you've committed murder. You'll give an account for every unwholesome word that's came out of your mouth. The bar is set so high that it's not about behavior modification. It's not about do, 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 and keep these rules. It's about whether me, you, any of us, we don't rise up to the standard. Mm -hmm. God is too holy and too good. So what does God do? God being a good, loving God sends Jesus to live the life we couldn't live, to die to death we should have died on the cross, rises on the third day, and that creates a new pathway, and that is the good news, right? So it's not about like, I'm more morally superior. Mm-hmm. If I told you all my dirty laundry and all the stuff I've been through, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a scumbag, man. Like mm-hmm. it's but for the grace of God, there go I, right? Like so, it's it's not a moral uh, superiority complex. It's saying, man, we're all jacked up, but I place my faith in mm-hmm. Jesus, and when I place my faith in Jesus, something supernatural happened. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the things I used to love—sexual immorality, hooking up with girls in high school. I felt very conflicted and convicted about those things. Mm-hmm. And all the things I used to hate, church, reading the Bible, right, <laughs> being around Christians, who I used to hate being around Christians, all of a sudden I started being drawn to those things. Something supernaturally mm. happened in my heart. I think that is the good news. And so I think what happens is, though, that's never really fully articulated. And then we go on and we, we're projecting something. And a lot of times it is that. We struggle with something, so we project it on the mm-hmm. world. And the world mm-hmm. is like, dude, I didn't, I didn't sign up to follow your Jesus. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I do believe that faith in Jesus leads to ultimate flourishing. I do believe that is the best way to live. Um, not as like a prosperity gospel, but as in like your heart will be changed and you will, you will enjoy more contentment and joy. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that. So with regards to this, my, my question would be, honestly, is there, uh, like, is there an exit strategy? One, is there a certain dollar amount you're hoping to hit? And then two, um, do you see yourself doing this indefinitely? And could this be redirected in a more, I don't know, educational route, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you and your husband, like, yo, we have this pop sex life. We built this OnlyFans (laughs) thing. Check this out. Now we're going to give you guys some game. Maybe we won't be on camera, but we'll do a YouTube channel and we'll provide value in terms of how this is, you know, hey, like, do you keep a schedule? Do you not keep a schedule? Mm -hmm. Right? Like there was a lot of things that like me and my wife just didn't know. And like we got around more married couples and it was like, no, no, Mm -hmm. you have to keep a schedule. I'm like, yes, schedule. 
it's in the books. It's on the books. It, it's yeah. literally on my calendar, Not right? Penciled. Right. So and so that I would say like one is there an exit strategy? Is there a dollar amount? Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, you're here. great. Uh, is there is there like an exit strategy? It's like man, five million, or is there some point where like okay, I'm just uh, when I'm. 50 when i'm a grandma when i'm because your kids are gonna have kids within the next decade or so right and then three like could this be redirected in a way where maybe you're not on camera you know but it's but it's but it is still providing i guess some form of value in terms of an educational component yeah absolutely i mean it's not something i want to do for a long time and the great thing is i don't I hate to even say that I want to do because I don't have to do, you know, it's not like obviously we've made enough money now where I could probably stop working forever. Um, But I definitely like building, you know, another business and moving into that avenue. These are all in preparation. There's a lot of things that I have in the works and pipeline that are preparing me for becoming something I like to take like just the I think about like my core um, what value that I have outside of just great videos you know some the, the things about me that I think can be a value to people not just in, in this industry but in general I mean I have I have come with a lot of experience in a lot of different areas of life and um, you know I'm also a veteran too I've, I've dealt with that I went through a lot of stuff when I was in military as well and I have a lot of childhood trauma a lot of stuff and so I think there's more to my story that of course the media will never absolutely you know what I mean mm-hmm. that I know could be of a huge benefit that has led me to where I am today. So to answer that question, yes, there's an exit strategy. Um, that is the goal. It's not something I intend to do forever. And how many years do you see yourself doing this? Because you've only been doing it a year and a half. What? Uh, yeah, year and a half, two years almost. Yeah. So what's the what's the ideal timeline? Two years, five years, ten years? I foresee, I always ask, is there going to be a day where I want this wiped from the web? Like, is there going to be a day where I want these gone forever? And I I don't foresee that. I think what would happen is my stuff would just become more cataloged and just historical to be purchased Mm -hmm. (laughs) versus me doing this like continuously, you know, on a daily basis right now. I mean, it's, it's, I work 24 seven. Um, I literally work every day, all day. So it's, it's something like that. I definitely foresee slowing down a lot. That's me. I don't hand things off. A lot of people at this level, I would say, honestly, 90% of women at this level, or I shouldn't say women creators at this level on OnlyFans, are not running their own pages anymore. They are 100% auto-generated and have other people doing it. So that's Ali. Shout out to her for being so open-minded to hear me out and hear my thoughts. And also, she served in our military, and I thanked her on the podcast for that, and I want to thank her again for serving our country in that way. Something that I just discovered today was that there, there's this tension of Christians being too quote-unquote winsome. It's a word I learned from my man Kirk Kennedy today. Apparently, Timothy Keller has caught some backlash for being too winsome. And if you're too polite with how you com- communicate the gospel, if you're too nice, if you're too patient, some people in the Christian community, some people in this comment section have a problem with just speaking to people as if they're image bearers of God, extending dignity and respect to them. And that's a part where I don't see that reflected in scripture. I see a Jesus that even while he was being crucified, and by and large, this is no types of parallel, but while Jesus is being crucified, he's praying for the very people who are nailing him on the cross saying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. So I always think that it's really interesting that we have this aggressive, angry, combative approach some Christians do to folks who don't follow Jesus and aren't 
living lives devoted as disciples. And yet we look the other way when there's all kinds of dysfunction, scandal, drama, really gnarly stuff happening. And is this the the jerks for Jesus movement? I don't know. But that's my question for you guys. I think this is a biblical approach. I think we treat everybody with dignity, honor, respect, even if we disagree with some of their lifestyle. I think that's what we saw Jesus doing. I think that's what we see Paul doing. But that's not very appropriate or accepted in Christian circles now. And so I don't I don't quite understand that. Like, I think we speak for truth when it's time to speak for truth. I think we call out when people are in error, especially when people like, I don't know, Joe Rogan is flippantly talking about God as if he knows what he's talking about, the Bible or church history or whatever. But I think when we're speaking to people on an individual basis, you need to be full of grace and truth, right? You need to be full of grace and truth. John Chapter one, it talks about Jesus coming full of grace and truth. And so that's what I'm hoping to reflect. And again, shout out to all you guys. Shout out to all the subscribers, all the Patreon, all the people that watch these videos, like these videos. You guys are really the ones that create these sorts of opportunities for me. Because now there's some value that we're, br- we're bringing to these conversations because there's an audience that cares to see these conversations play out. And we're going to continue having more of these conversations. And I'll be appearing again on Valuetainment Money Channel pretty soon here. We got something in the works. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And if you want to see my unadulterated response for when Adam asked me about Joel Osteen, (laughs) you could click here, tell me if I was too harsh. And there's another video YouTube recommended uh, that you may be interested right here. Make sure you like the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'll see you guys over there. All right, peace.